Southwest Florida area, you're used to, especially during the wintertime, you're used to having people from all around the country. Heck, even from outside the country, you have plenty of Canada plates. But for the most part, you know, we always have a saying over here where, okay, you know it's season because you start seeing New Jersey plates, you start seeing Illinois plates, you start seeing New York plates. But during COVID, you started seeing one in particular that I rarely saw from time to time, California. And all of a sudden, uh, during the pandemic, you started. I started seeing more California plates. And I knew that something different was going on. I'm like, well, people are making a five-day drive from California over here. It, it, it's a big freaking sign, especially when I think California is the best state in the United States. Not as far as how it's run, but what it provides. It has everything. It has, it doesn't have Disney World, but it has Disneyland. It has Hollywood, has entertainment, has all the theme parks, has beach, has a desert, has mountains. It has snow. It has everything. Like any any lifestyle you want to have, you can have in California. If you don't want to, if you want to be in the glitzy, you could be in Southern California. Be near the beach. If you want to be just rural California, you can go up North California. It is it has a plethora of options, right? And so when I saw the news headline come through my timeline of California's population has gone down by more than a half a million people, it was shocking. But it makes sense. And you're saying to yourself, man, how can a great state like California, arguably the best state in the United States, I don't care what history New York has. I, I don't care about Florida, even though I'm a Floridian. It, California is the best state by far to live in. That's why it's so expensive. It's always been expensive. They have everything. And... To, to see that, the I guess, the corrosion of California. And it was exposed during COVID. It's crazy that I'm still talking about COVID years later simply because of the long-term impact it's having or the impact after it's been managed that COVID is having. Because what happened with COVID is exposed to politics. And it goes back to what I like to say, which is politics is more powerful on a state and local level. So for the people that get on board with Biden, pro or against Trump, or whatever your presidential affiliation is, it is more important to know your state politics, your local politics, because those impact your everyday life. And in California, they have had a crazy stretch there where they're defunding police they're allowing the homeless they're not doing anything about the homeless population they're taking a very liberal woke stance on all these issues and what's happened is because of lack of law and order because of penalties not being imposed you're having this world of it feels like Batman, uh, the the Dark Knight Returns, when there was pandemonium. When what was that? What was the Dark Knight? Dark Knight? Yeah, it was the third one where Bane took over the city. It, it just seems like there's been a hostile takeover by 
the people that are not caring about the state and the people that are in office are, are saying, okay, we're not, you know, what can we do? We have to do right. We have to have a heart. And it's just created a mess. And people are leaving. It's, it's like, I, I, I wanted to go back to the comedy store. I, I love the comedy store. I love the energy of the comedy store. But with the politics the way they are and things not being cleaned up, why would I want to go back anytime soon? Until they clean all that shit up. They need like Mayor Giuliani shit. You know how like there was a mess back in the 70s and 80s with New York City? It was such a mess. And Giuliani came in and, and fucking went ham and cleaned up the whole city. I, I, I think that's what California needs. It, it's a shame because it, it's a beautiful state and, and just seeing all these things. But some of the criteria that people are obviously blaming the California's population for going down. Let me look at it here real quick. It's crazy, though, to think that the best state people are leaving. And it's happened in two years. The high cost of living is obviously a big factor. Uh, it just seems like we're going to be renting left and right. Look at these U-Hauls showing U-Haul trucks here. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it sucks because, uh, let me see, the area of the largest net loss was metropolitan New York. So 800,000 people left. Other areas that lost is Chicago, San Francisco, and Boston. Look at this. These are all liberal towns. Crazy. In L.A. alone, you have 400,000 people leave there. Chicago, 300,000 people left. San Francisco, 250,000. And then Boston, you had 200,000 people leaving. Oh, man. It, it's... Yeah. I, I, I mean, it, when you're... You know, and I'm looking at the Zillow Home Index here. Zillow data shows typical value of a home in L.A. and Orange County at the end of January was 856 that's 60% higher than the 538,000 in the Inland Empire. I don't even know what the Inland Empire is. What the Inland Empire is. Let me see. I don't even know what Inland Empire is. Inland. See, that's what I'm saying. Inland Empire. Metropolitan area and region inland of adjacent to coastal California. Oh, okay. So it's the opposite of coastal California. Got it. All right. Well, yeah. It's it's very evident. And and the sad thing about it is that places like Florida that become very attractive to move to because they're the opposite of California. They're the opposite of New York. Well, those people are cashing out of their average household price of 856000 and they're buying straight cash or buying a home that they get more bang for the buck down here. It jacks up our cost of living because they're bringing their money down here. And of course, we're a market of supply and demand. So it's been a really weird thing to see, to see all these changes happening to the state. It's been frustrating to say the least. I, I live in an area where I, the main reason for me living here in Southwest Florida was to stay away from the Tampas, was to stay away from the Orlandos, was to stay away from the Miamis. I didn't want to live in a large metro area. I already had that experience living in Atlanta and visiting Tampa and seeing the traffic all the time. I don't want to be in that going to work every day. I don't. I don't. And come to find out here in the area, slowly but surely, it became just as bad. I remember there was a time here on the weekends where I live at where I can go anywhere. There wasn't a problem going anywhere on the weekends. During the week, understood. During the season, understood. But 
Now when it's all year long, when I'm going from point A to point B and it's five miles away and it's taking me 30 to 40 minutes to get there, that's not what I signed up for. <laughs> so that's why I'm complaining about this, why I'm giving you this information because I got curious about why the hell is going on in this area? Like all, all of a sudden people are wanting to move down here. People usually hate this area. Because it's very conservative. People think it's racist. People think it's like just slow and old. But the older crowd that have money realizing, and I don't mean older crowd by retired. I'm, I'm thinking about middle class like myself. They're realizing, ah, you know, living in California, living in LA, living in San Fran is cool, but it, it's not worth my peace and tranquility. And it's and it's just so many different things. And and I think what politics exposing during COVID was people don't want to be told what to do. They want to be given choices. And I think that's what a place like Florida did versus a place like California versus a place like New York and Massachusetts. They did not give you a choice. Where in Florida, if you were in about, okay, you can have the vaccine. You can mandate the masks in some places. Sure. Like, you know, and it was really up to the public establishment. We had a supermarket here that's uh, locally owned, and they were having parties. They they were having parties during COVID. No masks. It was like business as usual. We're not gonna buy into that bullshit. And at first, everyone around the world was looking at us like, "Oh my God, you guys are dickheads. You guys are assholes." And ended up being the right move. So when you see that level where we're, you know, on the state level, we're contradicting and the governor for all of the things that he can get wrong, which I, I, I love the Santas. I don't like some of his stances on critical race theory and on wiping out black history as far as not having to be part of a curriculum in our classes where you have Japanese curriculum, you have German curriculum, you have Italian curriculum, you have all these different walks of life. But the black curriculum, eh, we can't we can't talk about that one, okay? But it's it, uh, but but the things that he's done right is saying, hey, he he comes from a place of logic, and when it, COVID was around, hey, the people that the senior citizens and people that have weak immune systems, by all means, get your shot, get your vaccination. We'll have it available. We'll also have all these other options available. And if you don't want to get the vaccine, that's on you. We're not gonna we're not gonna force you. Not on the state level, we're not. And of course, you know, if you're a federal, if you're working for a federal company, if you're working, you know, then you have to be mandated to be vaccinated. So, so people over the course of that span, we're seeing all this conflicting information. The, the, the presidency was pushing one agenda, and the information that was coming out was totally contradictory. So it put people in positions to to decide where they want to live and realizing that, hey, California, hey, yeah, you know, we don't like the politics there. We don't like the woke culture there. We don't like the defunding the police. Okay, It's a shame that we are now at a state of, of living where the law enforcement is not valued. It's not respected. I don't care what position you do in law enforcement. The fact that you're risking your life for my safety and for the safety of the community is something that we have to appreciate. I'm not saying that there are any bad apples, and I've talked about that during the BLM times. 
we have to hold the bad apples accountable. That's always what I've said to people that are trying to protect law enforcement. I'm all about it, but we have to do something about the bad apples. They have to self-regulate. I always say that because in my job, in my line of work, and in your line of work, if if people are doing illegal shit, someone is going to tell on them and they have to be gone. There's a certain code that we have to follow. But in law enforcement, it just seems that they protect the bad apples. They know, ah, you know, and I've talked to law enforcement people about it. I've talked to them about it and asked them, hey, you probably know a bad apple or two during your tenure, huh? Yeah, we do. Huh, exactly. So that bad apple, guess what? Can't be out there serving the public. Because then you have those incidents in the news. Like I saw some lady recently, and I'm just kind of derailing here a little bit. Some lady shot a guy three times. Off-duty cop. Shot a guy that was trying to take her gun. Trying to rob somebody. And she said, hey, don't rob him. And he saw she had a gun. She said she was law enforcement. She was a woman. He was a guy. He thought he was going to take it away. Boom. Guy shot three times. And now, I'm, and it was just mind-blowing to me. Mind-blowing to me that there were some people in those discussions saying that one shot was enough. Why did she have to shoot him three times? <laughs> like, you would know what to do in that position. You're telling me that if your life is at risk, if you're trying to stop a crime, and then the perpetrator turns their attention onto you, and you as a law enforcement officer have a weapon, and the person is attacking you because now they're trying to take your life, and they're not trying to go to jail because of a crime they're committing, and they're saying that, the collateral damage is going to be your life as a law enforcement officer. Guess what? I want that law enforcement officer to empty the clip and then some. Because we, when I'm all about my mindset with this world of law enforcement is if, if you have the power and people are respecting that power and that authority and they're not putting you in harm and they're not trying to kill you and they're not trying to harm you, then you shouldn't abuse that power. Conversely, in this case in point, when the perpetrator is trying to do harm to the police officer and it's very evident, yeah, you empty out that clip. No doubt about it. And I hope she doesn't get sued and I hope nothing bad happens. But this is what's happening in these areas where we're allowing the law enforcement to be. Um, oh, I got a phone call here. I, I'll call him back. Let's see what's up. Um, you know, we'll, we'll find out. Where, where these places are, in a way, are allowing for this kind of anarchy to occur. I, I don't understand it. So I feel ultimately that for us, when you're looking at politics, when you're looking at the way the government and the state is being run, you, you have to, in a way, in, in a way, you have to understand how ludicrous these things are and how conflicting they are and the fact that people are leaving is speaking to that so you for you people out there that are woke i understand that you're trying to correct and trying to stand up for the people that don't have a voice i totally understand that and i support that but you also have to balance out that sentiment with doing what's right for society as a whole 
because we're not going to turn everyone everyone's opinion to be united, to be one way. I always say this. You're never going to stop racism. You're never going to stop discrimination. You're never going to stop people being judgmental. You're never going to stop that. Okay? That's never going to end. So um, I wanted to, in a way, talk about this because it's important for all of us to understand that we have to value each other's point of views, but that doesn't mean we have to eradicate the other point of view. It's okay to disagree. And the sad thing about it is when we don't have any nuance and we don't allow for other views and other opinions to be talked about or understood. Like you can say defund the police, but that's an extreme. You can't defund the police. We need the police. We need law and order. Now, we just need to ask law and order to hold themselves to a higher standard. Absolutely. Where we're not having to use excessive or lethal force when it's not needed. But th- those are the healthy balances that we need to have as a society. But we can't scale it one way or the other. We just can't give law enforcement a free card to kill anybody at any time and just have to badge and protect you. Can't have that. But we also can't allow the craziness that's going on in California, the craziness that's going on in all these states that are being run by this agenda of wokeness. It can't continue. Classic and upkeep, spread that thing like Bobby.